Hi everyone. So this is going to be a brief guided meditation that focuses on a fundamental component of meditation practice, which is noting thoughts. So different meditation techniques often utilize what I've been calling an anchor. Um, one of the most common anchors is the breath. So the breath is something that you focus your awareness on. And when it's pulled away by thoughts or anything else, you use the anchor as a place to come back to, to help stabilize your concentration and your awareness. It could also be sounds in the environment. Some other traditions use mantras, uh, like, you know, repeated phrases like, Om Mane Padme Hum, which is a classic Buddhist mantra. And even in uh, Christian traditions, they have the practice called centering prayer, where you use um, various things, but sometimes like the, an image of God or a holy name or something like that as the anchor uh, for your contemplative practice, which is their version of meditation. So I think almost every great spiritual tradition has something like a meditative tradition where some kind of anchor is used. So this practice, this guided meditation, is about what to do when you're practicing um, Buddhist meditation and your awareness is called away, pulled away from whatever anchor you're using. So in previous guided meditations, I've often just used the shorthand uh, instruction, just note what pulls you away, and then come back to the breath or whatever anchor we're using in that meditation. Uh, and as far as that goes, that's a good set of instructions. Um, you know, it could be like a wordless acknowledgement of, oh, okay, I've been pulled away by that, you know, angry thought about my partner, um, or this daydream of where I want to go when this whole nightmare pandemic is over, uh, or, uh, this anxious thought, you know, so you can notice that wordlessly, just sort of like in just seeing what the thought is, and then coming back to your anchor. And that's fine. And actually, so that is um, one of the basic ways to note um, thoughts during a meditation session. But I want to um, introduce two other techniques that uh, some of you might find helpful. So, um, Sometimes when thoughts pull us away from the breath or sounds, they have a lot of juice to them, a lot of emotional charge or energy. And so it actually might even take us a while to recognize that we've forgotten to follow the breath or to listen to sounds. I mean, I think all of you know what I'm talking about. It's uh, really common. Um, and even for me, after having practiced meditation for 30 years, of course it still happens. 
um, there are times where, oh, wait, I've just been like thinking about this or that for a while. I just completely stopped keeping track of whatever the anchor was. So I think the thing is that just after many years of practice, I can notice that a little bit more quickly, but it still happens. But what do you do when that happens and the thought that has pulled you away has a big charge, right? Because sometimes you can pull yourself back to the anchor and it just is so juicy. You just, you know, you can't stop thinking about the thing. And actually even more, and this is, I think, a uh, more important point. You can't stop identifying with the thought because like, let's, for example, take the thought um, and maybe they kind of angry, judgmental thought about a friend or a partner, right? Oh, why did he say that? Why is he always mean to me? Or, you know, why doesn't that person appreciate me? God, you know, that kind of, you know, you can hear it in my voice, right? It's not just a thought, but it's a thought that you identify with, that you believe, right? It's not just a thought. It's a believed thought. And those are the kind of thoughts that meditation practice are really um, designed to help us with. So when you um, get pulled away by a thought that you are invested in, that you identify with, that you, in short, believe, it can be really helpful to use a form of noting that is a bit more explicit than the kind of wordless acknowledgement of oh, just noticing what thought pulled you away. Um, so, and there are two different techniques that I want to suggest uh, for this more explicit kind of noting. One is kind of a basic generic labeling. So um, let's say you're pulled away by a thought and you could just say, you notice that and you say, thinking, thinking. Repeat that phrase twice to yourself, thinking, thinking, and then come back to the breath. Repeating that generic label can often help break the identification that we feel with the thought. It introduces just a little bit of space. It might feel awkward, but actually the awkwardness is partly has the effect of breaking the spell of that thought, right? Um, other labels we can use are wanting, wanting, judging, judging, um, maybe uh, fearing, fearing, or just fear, fear, right? When a fearful thought comes up. Um, so like we feel, we have a fearful thought and we start to feel even like the bodily reaction that accompanies a fearful thought, like a little bit of tightening, right? You can say to yourself, fear, fear, or fearing, fearing. It is a way to just slightly create a bit of space between you, your awareness that is, and the thought. Where beforehand, there was no space. You were that fearful thought. You were afraid, right? Or you were angry. Or you were judgmental. Instead, judging, judging. Anger, anger, whatever it is. Um, there's no you know, set, uh, precise catalog of labels. I think just come up with the labels that work best for you, that feel natural to you. Um, but they're just generic labels, and you repeat them twice, and the repeating twice, I think, so it really helps produce that kind of slight space between the thought and your awareness. Now, you know, when you first do this, just because you say judging, judging, 
does not mean you're going to stop identifying with that judgmental thought. Just like if you say, fear, fear, does not mean that you're not going to feel afraid. It takes time for this practice to really introduce enough space between you and those thoughts where you can just observe them without buying into them at all. But that is what ultimately can happen if one practices meditation diligently. Um, when you observe your thought patterns over time and take note of them with precision, either by using labels or not, over time, your identification with those thoughts, your belief in them, will soften. So that, you know, things that set you off, that made you afraid, terrified, anxious, angry, judgmental, resentful in the past, you might actually be able to just see, label, and almost kind of like, ah, there's that thought again. Um, it will take thousands and thousands and thousands, sorry, of repetitions of this practice. But over time, this is what meditation practice, mindfulness practice can do. It can liberate us from our attachment, our investment in our thought patterns so that we can see them as merely just like scripts, programs that have for so long run us and caused us suffering, but now which we can just observe. Um, and, you know, of course, even after doing this practice for years, there are times where, you know, something will still set you off, where you'll still get, you know, upset. But I think it's very likely that your belief, your investment in, identification with those thoughts won't be quite as deep or last as long as they would have before you start this practice and honestly I can speak from experience there are many many um, mental scripts or programs thought patterns that used to just easily so easily hook me that I would so easily get carried away by that just don't anymore and this is one of the forms of liberation that Buddhist meditation practice offers. So um, this is the liberation offered by insight. Insight into the nature of one's mind, where you can see that you are not just your thoughts. That these thoughts and emotions that go through you are not all of who you are that your awareness is bigger than the content that flows through your awareness. Um, so, okay, so generic labeling is one form of labeling. And the other is um, a kind that I think is particularly useful when you have a certain thought that you really, really deeply believe that just is a re almost like a, you know, one of like a, a, a thought that uh, is correlated with a deep button, you know, something that really sets you off. Uh, like take, for example, when you have a thought, God, I'm just I'm a worthless human being. Or why doesn't, I'm, why doesn't anyone ever care about me? Or I'll always be alone. Or I can't ever do anything right. Like those kind of um, deep core 
um, beliefs that frankly we may not even want to admit to ourselves that we have but that you may see emerge in the course of meditation practice and that you may realize deep down have actually caused you profound suffering even when you haven't been consciously aware that these thoughts were there when you come across thoughts like that or even not ones that are quite as deep but like hmm let's see um, let's say your partner or a good friend uh, doesn't seem to really listen to you, right? Um, is always more interested, it seems like, in uh, talking to you about their issues um, and doesn't seem genuinely interested in your own. Uh, and you can have the thought like, why, does that, why doesn't he or she ever listen to me, right? Um, you can, when a thought like that comes up, right, and it's going to have some juice to it, it's going to make you upset. The practice of more precise thought labeling goes like this. Repeat the thought by saying, having a thought, why doesn't she ever listen to me? So to say that again, having a thought, why doesn't she ever listen to me? Or to go to some of the deeper core beliefs that I was just talking about a moment ago, having a thought, I can't do anything right. Having a thought, uh, nothing ever works right. Um, nothing ever works out for me, whatever um, it might be. Uh, so um, this is feels clunky, right? It will seem clunky, and um, and that's okay. But it's a it's a way of getting clarity about certain thoughts that you have, certain thought patterns you have that exercise a particularly powerful pull on you. Where just simply saying thinking, thinking may not be good enough to, to um, break the spell that that thought has on you. I also want to add, I think this is really important, um, having, labeling a thought, you know, either with a generic label or this kind of more precise thought labeling, does not mean that you're saying to yourself, that thought is not true, or um, that, uh, that you're, hmm, that the thought isn't even, hmm, let me say, that there isn't a good reason for you to have that thought, right? Like, for example, the thought about, why doesn't she ever listen to me, okay? So it may very well be the case that you need to have a conversation with your friend um, or partner or spouse or whatever um, about your communication patterns, right? About the fact that um, you feel unacknowledged or unheard by this other person and that it would be, um, it might be very important actually for the sake of your relation to have that conversation. So labeling or noting thoughts is not a way to tell yourself that these thoughts aren't true or that you shouldn't have them or that you're trying to make them go away. I just want to really say that because it's really important because like you could have a thought about feeling worried about people because of this pandemic or anxious or angry about something that's related to this pandemic. Um, as I've said in early recordings, intense, negative, difficult emotions um, about something like what's going on now are totally reasonable. Meditation practice is not um, some way of cleansing ourselves of all our thoughts as if you know, um, these are 
thought patterns that we shouldn't have and we're using meditation practice to get rid of them. It's not that. It's just about gaining insight or awareness into what thoughts we're having. Um, and by doing that, reducing their ability to blindly make us suffer. Um, when we have more awareness, clear-eyed, insightful awareness of what we are thinking, then we have more freedom to choose how to respond to the thoughts and emotions that we have. Um, rather than simply react, rather than simply getting our buttons pushed and then sort of lashing out or reacting in some compulsive, potentially self-destructive way or a way that's harmful to someone else. So uh, it cannot be emphasized enough that meditation practice and this form of thought labeling or thought noting is not about getting rid of our thoughts or somehow telling ourselves that these thoughts are unreal, that we shouldn't have them. It's simply about becoming more aware of what our thoughts actually are so that we can more skillfully act in the world, so that we can more freely respond um, to what any situation requires rather than be reactive because we are being driven by thoughts or emotions that we don't see clearly and that have their hooks in us and that pull us this way and that beyond our control. So it's about freedom. It's, this is not about self-improvement or self-judgment or self-purification. It's about seeing ourselves as we are, without judgment. So when you label a thought, you might sometimes notice that you, you have a kind of judgmental tone to that labeling, right? Like um, fear, fear. But you say it, maybe you were labeling a fearful thought in a slightly fearful, anxious way or in a kind of frustrated way, like I want that fearful thought to go away. Why am I always so afraid, right? Just note that because noting and thought labeling should be done as much as possible with a spirit of non-judgmentalness. Actually, even going further with compassion, with gentleness towards whatever you notice and see. All right, so th this thought labeling noting practice um, um, is one of the most important elements of meditation practice, and it's one of the reasons why I spent this many minutes talking about it. But um, And it's even still, we're just you know getting into it. So um, this is a topic I'll return to again and again uh, in different ways and in deeper ways over time in future podcasts. Um, but this is a good first sort of explicit introduction to what noting thoughts or labeling thoughts is all about. So um, let's now try it out for a few minutes, okay, in a guided meditation. So please assume a comfortable position for sitting with a straight back, straight but not rigid back, and a soft and open front side. And take a few moments to settle into your body by just scanning how your body feels. 
beginning with your feet and moving up through the body to your head. We'll take a few breaths to do that before we start following the breath or sound. So now I invite you to use whichever anchor feels best for you, most natural. You could use sounds and environment. You could use your breath. Or you could even try using a bit of both. Keeping your awareness on breath and sounds at the same time. It doesn't matter. Whichever feels best for you. And if you have any trouble choosing I suggest you use the breath in your nose. But it doesn't matter actually what anchor you use. It's just good to have an anchor. And any time you realize that your awareness has been pulled away from your anchor, that you've perhaps even lost track of your anchor, note what has pulled you away. You might say to yourself, thinking, thinking, as a kind of generic label for thinking. Or you could try to be more precise, like wanting, wanting, planning, planning, remembering, remembering. after you note whatever has pulled you away, come back to the anchor. Let your awareness rest in the sensations of the breath or in the sounds in the environment around you. I think it's not worth labeling thoughts that don't actually pull you away. There's a lot of thoughts, emotions, that will flow by in the background as you attend to your anchor. So your awareness will be on the breath or on sounds, and you'll be loosely aware of different thoughts that flit by, different emotions that emerge, pass away. I would suggest you not worry about labeling or noting thoughts in any kind of conscious way unless 
they actually pull you away from the anchor. The brain is constantly producing thought patterns, memories, images. There's no need to track them all. Let's focus on the ones that actually pull us, that we identify with, and especially the ones that we believe, that we are deeply invested in. One of the most interesting kinds of thoughts to explore when you get into meditation practice are the thoughts that will inevitably come up about your meditation practice, about your expectations for it, your hopes for it, but also your frustrations, perhaps your self-judgments about why you're not better at it. When any thoughts like those come up, note or label them. Like having a thought, I can't do this. Having a thought, this doesn't feel like it's supposed to feel. Or just even noting in a general way, expecting, expecting, when you realize that you're not content to observe the moment, your present experience as it is, but you're waiting for your meditation to feel different. This is such a common experience during meditation practice. We expect our sittings to feel certain ways, to make us feel certain ways. Just notice that expectation. Note it. That is what meditation is about. Noting what the present is like, even if what your present is like is wanting the present to be otherwise. Just by noticing that, you have passed through the gateway of mindfulness and are dwelling in the present moment. Most people will bring to their meditation practice many of the psychological patterns that have been most powerful in the rest of their lives. So if they are high achievers, 
think of themselves as always good at what they do, that will color their experience of meditation, perhaps leading to frustration that meditation isn't proving as easy to conquer as other activities in their lives. Or if you've always felt like an imposter, like you aren't good enough and are worried that when other people will notice that, that too will color your experience of meditation. Or if you feel like you can't do anything right, that attitude may appear in meditation. So labeling or noting thoughts that you have about your own meditation practice are wonderful ways to learn about yourself in general. And by learning about yourself in this way, by getting insight into the self, you will gain freedom from the false, constricted illusion of that self. A great Japanese Zen teacher, Ehei Dogen, who brought Zen from China to Japan in the 13th century, once said that to study the Buddha way is to study the self. To study the self is to forget the self. And to forget the self is to become one with the whole universe. So by labeling and noting thoughts, by gaining insight into yourself by means of that noting, you are practicing the Buddha way and you are on the path towards awakening. So keep attending to your anchor and keep noting or labeling thoughts, either wordlessly with generic labels or by verbatim repetitions, like having a thought and then repeat the thought, or thinking, thinking. I'm going to sign off in just a moment. So please keep doing this practice for as long as you like, or if you are relatively new to meditation, I think you've done plenty for today. And just in the future, when I invite you to note your thoughts, when we do mindfulness practice in future guided meditations, I'm hoping that this longer explanation of noting thoughts or labeling thoughts will be helpful. Take care, everyone. Till next time.